Welcome back, Payne County and the rest of the galaxy, to the most famous priest podcast of, well, Payne County and the state of Oklahoma. I've turned in, tuned in, turned something to the Pastors of Pain show. Uh, I'm here with my friend, Father Brian O... No, sorry, you're not Father Brian O'Brien. Yeah, we have a secret guest on on the show today. Father Brian O'Brien couldn't be in the studio here at Pete FM, so uh, I have uh, easily replaced him. I'm not sure about easily replacing, but pretty darn easy to replace. Just go into the the student center at St. John and just yell to one of my missionaries, "Hey, who wants to be on the Pastors of Pain show today?" And they all looked at me, and I was like, "I'm not really sure I want to do that." And be with you. Well, anyway, uh, Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. You can check us out at buildingsaints.com. As Father O'Brien asks all the time, is your church done? Is your church done? And it, it is not. It is not. If, you, if you're interested in supporting or donating to the St. John Catholic Student Center building fund, just go to buildingsaints.com. Or just call me. Call me on my cell phone. My, my info is right out there. So is Matt Bonds, and uh, we're going to build a, a awesome Catholic student center and uh, on the corner of Miller and Knobloch, put Boone Pickens in our shadows. And Father Brian O'Brien, the, uh, the pastor of St. Francis Xavier, again, is not here today. Easily, easily replaced by, drum roll please, introduce yourself, girl. All right. Hey, guys. My name is Olivia Gonzalez, and I'm a first-year Focus Missionary at what? OSU. Mm-hmm. That's what? You're only a first-year? Yeah, I'm a first-year. When did you graduate? 2019. From? Arizona State University. Forks up. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I can't believe people at Arizona State give the forks symbol and then say, go devils. That's right. Fear the, the fork. Fear the fork? Is it the sun devils or just like demonic forces? The sun devils. What is, mm-hmm. What's a sun devil? It's this weird looking thing. His name is Sparky. He does push-ups at football games. I don't really know. <laughs> he's no Pistol Pete. No, he's not. No. His name is Sparky? Mm-hmm. Sparky the sun devil. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I ever knew the name of the mascot there. Yeah. And that's all he does, and then makes personal appearances. Yeah, it's a really big deal because like students can't know who Sparky is, so like to be Sparky is a really big honor. That's really wait, cool. what? Mm-hmm. Like Pistol Pete, people try out for Pistol Pete, and they go in for interviews and stuff like that. But how do they select Sparky? Well, they do interview. I'm not exactly sure, but you, have you to were like not sit. obviously you were not one, <laughs> or you're very good at con- concealing your identity. No, all I know is some kid I knew made a documentary about being Sparky for like his honors thesis something at school it was really funny but yeah and but it was all concealed yeah it's all concealed you can't know whoa Mm -hmm. sparky okay so you went to uh university of arizona at tempe no no i did not (laughs) we hate u of a (laughs) okay you went to arizona state yes in tempe tempe yes that's like the football stadiums like between two big giant rocks isn't Mm -hmm. it like just suspended there it's pretty sweet yeah it's really cool okay so but where are you raised because you're, I, not, you're yeah. not... Go ahead. I was raised in Mequon, Wisconsin. What? Mm-hmm. Where's Mequon? Okay, here I got my mitten. <laughs> There's Madison. There's Onalaska, which is on the Minnesota border. Okay. Wait, what? what? That's just really random that you know that town. <laughs> I, kn- I have some friends from there. From Onalaska. Uh-huh, from Onalaska. I went there and did a wedding. Wow. At, uh, at the school there in La Crosse, UW La Crosse. Hmm. Okay, 
Where are you from? So English. it's from, it's the Milwaukee suburbs. Oh. Yeah. So if you know where Milwaukee is, you drive like 15 minutes north and then you're in Mequon. Cute little town. Is it Apple, Appleton's up there, isn't it? Not as far. Appleton's like another hour. Okay. I where's think? the shrine of the, the Marian apparition? Where's that? Green Bay. That That's in Milwaukee? Green Bay is an hour and a half from Milwaukee. North. <laughs> north. Isn't that like the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? No, not quite. Okay, so you got the mitten. Okay. Up here is Door County. If on the thumb. That, on that's the thumb. The thumb. The UP's like all the way up there. Yeah. Shout Sorry, out to guys, Launce, Michigan for, uh, I did a silent <laughs> retreat out there one cool. time. And Launce, in January, it was cold. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, you I went on a run that. one day and I was like, okay, bro, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But anyways, Green Bay. Listeners, if you're looking at your own hand, it's going by. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at your own hand. <laughs> a little bit by like the thumb crevice, I think. I really hope this is right. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, yeah, at least close. You're yeah, at least close. Somewhere around there. Hour and a half north of Milwaukee. Okay. Mm-hmm. An hour and a half. And the, wait, wait, where's the Marion Shrine? Right outside of Green Bay. Right outside of Green Bay. Okay, got it. And if you've never been to the Marion Shrine, it's called Our Lady of Good Help. I think. Good Help. Yes. Okay. It, 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 it's I've actually never really. Been. Uh, I've never been either. My sister okay. has been a lot of times, but it was the same time that Marion apparition. There was one in Banu in Belgium and Barang. So there's like these three Marion apparitions that are all connected to the Belgian farmers. Wow. Banu, Barang, and then. Uh, somewhere around Green Bay. Yeah. Okay, so that's where you're from, and then mm-hmm. you went to, why'd you go to Arizona? Because you were a snowbird, and it's like in your blood. When you were born, people told you in Wisconsin, you're going to go to Arizona one day. You're, yeah. You're going to venture off, and you're going to, uh, that's probably not how people from Wisconsin, no, they, oh, hold on, hold on, <laughs> let me see if I can summon my Wisconsin accent. Hey, Hoser, hey, don't you know, no? No, and that's. The Badgers, that, not the. No, <laughs> that's not Minnesota. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's Indiana. <laughs> that's Indiana. They all blend together. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so you went to Arizona State. Yes, because my parents moved to Arizona after my senior year of high school. Oh, right on. I was big into traveling, seeing the world. I was like, I don't want to stay in Wisconsin. I'm going to go to Arizona. Okay. So I went to ASU. They have a good honors college. I got a good deal. And I was like, yeah, let's go. What did you major in? Global health with a minor in business and also civic and economic thought and leadership. Uh, <laughs> that is that is like the technical dream coat of graduate graduation degrees and stuff. I like to learn things, so I, I believe it. Picked a few. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a picked few. A few. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you're there, Arizona, mm-hmm. and now you're a missionary. What what what's the what happened between your freshman year and your senior year of, you know, that led you to be to come to God's country as also known <laughs> as the Red Dirt Riviera or if it's really technical, the Red Soiled Riviera oh for gosh. all those out there who agronomists. Okay. I actually put in my newsletter, Red Dirt, Welcome to the Red Dirt Riviera. Oh, yes. Shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so uh, what what got you? What, was, yeah. what happened between your freshman year and your senior year that now that you're a missionary yeah. to focus? So a lot of things changed because my mindset when going to college was faith is stupid. I don't want anything Ouch. to do with it because I am a smart girl, air quotes around smart girl. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised Catholic, as 
I don't know, perhaps a lot of people were. And, you know, faith in today's day and age is a little, the way we like hand down our faith, I feel like needs a little work, which we can talk about later. But basically, yes, born and raised Catholic, went to ASU. When I got there, I was like, okay, done with that. That's like a thing of the past. Um, I'm going to go be a new college girl. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to learn things. I'm going to do all the college things. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be who I want to be. It's going to be great. My life is going to be wonderful. Like the sky's the limit. Um, Got to college, started getting involved in, like, as I said, the normal college things. I went out a lot and I... The, the, out a lot means hitting the bars. <laughs> Not the bars. Dance clubs. I was 18. Dance clubs. <laughs> More like hitting the... Dance clubs? Dance when when students show up on uh, Sunday morning with big black X's on their hands, I can tell they've been to tumbleweed. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'd say it's a safe place for college students to go sometimes. Anyway. Okay, uh, okay so you're just out... You joined a sorority. And I, yeah, I did join a sorority um, second semester, my freshman year. Okay. And so mm-hmm. you just got into the typical routine your freshman year. Yeah. And then we're like, I'm kicking Jesus to the curb. Yeah, I kicked him to the curb in high school, actually, my senior year. What? Uh-huh. Why would you do that? I didn't. I never felt like I knew God. I felt like other people did, and I just never actually met him as like a person. And so I was like, I've never met him, so he do- like, doesn't relate to my life. I don't want to. I don't want to get to know him. What do you think they could have done better your like junior and senior year to help you uh, meet the living God or get to know the good God? I think. Hmm. Oh, really great question. Come back to that one. Okay. So what happened like your sophomore year then yeah, in college? My sophomore year in college, I studied abroad, which was Ooh. great because being from like a smaller town in Wisconsin, I was like, I want to see the world. There's so many things to do. I just like want to be a part of it. So my second semester, my sophomore year, I studied abroad in Chile, Ooh. which was really, really cool. Habla español? Sí. Oh, 100% or más o menos bien? Pues como 80. 80? Solamente 80, no 90. Well, tell me how to change brakes in a car. Oh, I can't do that. Boom. That is probably part of that 10 to 20%. Never, the 20 per, yeah, I've never driven in a, a yeah. Spanish being uh, People are like, oh my gosh, you're fluent. And I say, I don't know how to change brakes in a car. And I don't know how to say the word grass. Really? Pasto. Pasto? Like a, pa- like, a sh- like a field. Maybe. That's what they say in Chile. But the problem is like Mexican Spanish is different. Depends on where you are. Yeah. I When I was a priest at St. Thomas More in East Tulsa, I had to learn like nine dialects Whoa. because you have to learn the slang from each of these countries. Yeah. Like you say, like someone from Honduras, like, like, how are you? And other people are like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> or, it's tough. <laughs> or you, you accidentally use like words that mean one thing in another country, but are profanity exactly. in another. Like, nah. It's so hard. It's worse from the pulpit. Yeah, I believe that. I know you have the collar, you have the whole priest brand stuff going on. Thanks a lot. Okay, uh, so yeah. you went to Chile. You went down to Chile, which if no one's ever been to Chile, Chile is beautiful or ugly? Beautiful. Naturally the most beautiful, but don't go for the food. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, so the restaurant Chili's is no representation of the food from Chile? No, no, no. Because I was really hungry for some baby back ribs, and I was going to go down to Chile yeah. for some baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Not I the want same. my baby Not back, baby back, baby back. Okay, anyway, yeah. so you went down to Chile. So and- I went down to Chile, and 
um, I finally, cause so yeah, ASU was kind of a rough transition for me going there because we moved, my whole family moved, as I said, and it was just kind of felt like my world ended and like a new world was starting. And I okay. was like trying to piece together this identity of like who I was, who I wanted mm-hmm. to be. And a big part of that was like a traveler person who like, was just very curious about the world. Like, yeah, just all these things. Um, and so I went to Chile and I finally had met some good people good friends that was a big thing for me in college from asu or from other colleges no so everyone on my study abroad was from tiny liberal arts colleges um <laughs> yeah and i was like yeah these name are a tiny liberal arts college um mcallister i'm sorry where McAllister, like the restaurant in in town? <laughs> there's one swarthmore there's a girl from there what swarthmore um, swarthmore <laughs> is that anywhere near like places like hogwarts or anything maybe it's in pennsylvania i'm pretty sure sounds like Mm, it i hope i'm right who knows oh oh, wow okay yeah but so i studied abroad i started making these friends and i was like yes like these are the people that i'm looking for like i can't find them at asu this is great and then i started traveling i went down to patagonia which is an actual place not just a brand fun (laughs) fact someone asked me that the other day (laughs) um and i saw i went backpacking for like a week and it was super cool and i started doing all these things that i just had been like waiting to do um which was really exciting but I realized like a couple like a month or two into my study abroad that I just wasn't happy um and it really upset me because I just had this idea since high school it's like once I'm traveling once I'm seeing the world once I'm living this life like then I'm gonna be happy and then I'm gonna be fulfilled and I did all the things And I made it to where I wanted to be. And I didn't have the feeling that I had been searching for like this, like a deep sense of Uh fullness. uh And I just like honestly kind of internally lost it because I was like, what do I do with the rest of my life? Like I made it to where I want to be and what I'm looking for isn't there. So like I can't like at the time I was pre-med. So I'm like, how could I go be a doctor, like climb this like corporate ladder or whatever, like become like the best of what I want to be if I'm already like where I think I was supposed to be and it's not enough Um, come on are you serious yeah so I had a crisis it was bad (laughs) how old were you 19 you're 19 years old and you're having a crisis okay there's there's probably a lot of other people yeah that's this fires me up why is that why does that fire you up come on girl because I think young like a lot of people think young people don't care about these issues don't think about them or they're too busy getting drunk partying doing all these things but I feel like it's because we like people in my generation or at least like where i'm from Uh we have like everything we could materially ever want literally everything is at our fingertips and no one is happy and no one talks about it and no one is actually like okay let's like unpack this and figure out why they're just like no more things more things more media will like cover it up and make me feel better whoa you think that's true a lot of people are are uh, young, young college students are fairly unhappy yeah because I don't think they'll tell you, but yes. They won't tell me? You think they'll they tell me? They'll tell you. They'll tell People me. like you. <laughs> oh, but, they'll, but they normally say, I'm good. Mm-hmm. When they're like, they're in this pursuit of the, I don't know, the fountain of youth or mm-hmm. the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. They, they're they like, ah, this, when, when I get this, I'll be happy. Yeah. And it's no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you are. Are you coming back from Patagonia or are you like in Chile still when you're having this uh, mid-19 crisis? (laughs) So I'm in Chile and like a part of it, um, this is where the Lord comes in, is I had this girl in my program whose name was Sarah. She was the one other girl not from a tiny school. She went to Mizzou 
Um, and they actually had focus on her campus. Okay. They didn't have focus on my campus. Okay. I didn't know what focus was. Um, they don't focus I, missionaries at Arizona State? That's no, a huge college. They don't. Mm-hmm. They really? left my freshman year, apparently. But as I said, I wasn't practicing. So oh, never, so you didn't even know if they I were there. I never met them. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. As I said previously. As I said previously, I was a heathen. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, I meet Sarah. She's involved with Focus. I think she's like a cool girl. And then I see she has Mary earrings. And I'm like, what is wrong with her? Like, why is she wearing those? You duped me. I, I thought you were cool. Yeah. Like in a public place. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't talk about religion in public. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was just how I felt at uh-huh. the time. Um, but so we became friends. And I honestly, I remember writing in my journal because I was like, you know, trying to be self-actualized like modern people try to. Um how out of all the all the there were like 24 people on my program and i was like put off geographically in this area with only like three other people we were like farther from other people so we had to spend more time together and sarah was literally my next door neighbor in chile yeah and i was like haha very funny god if you're real like you put the catholic (laughs) girl right next to me um (laughs) if you are real yeah that's how i felt but yeah so we became friends she invited me to go to mass with her i started going so i was like yeah cool cultural experience like i'm gonna go um so i went to mass with her and did she invite you to mass because you're catholic or invite you to mass just because because i'm catholic i think i told her i was like i was raised catholic uh you know Uh i don't remember what else low key (laughs) yeah so i think she was like because she was like really involved with focus like she was in discipleship like all the things she's a missionary now she's great i love her who is this sarah robinson oh sarah schmidt she just got married oh man sorry sarah schmidt okay keep going um yeah so i met sarah and basically like all these thoughts were like swirling but i wouldn't really look at them very much you know Uh because i would just self-medicate with my phone and like going out all these different things (laughs) that is so true it's literally so true (gasps) when you have idle time i i Mm -hmm. love that really cool technology has been built by idle time and like people getting bored but the now we have like the self-medication and the use of our phones like when I feel sad, I just pick up my phone. Exactly. And I take a hit of social media. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So literally all this kind of came to head on this one trip my program went on. Um, it was a public health program. And so we were studying traditional medicine. So mm-hmm. we went to this small town in the Chilean highlands. Um, and there were only like a thousand people. And it was at like 12,000 feet elevation. What? Yeah. I had... It's really that's, high. <laughs> that's really high. That's like, there's not a lot of oxygen up there. For us who live at 98.6, that's a lot mm-hmm. way up there. Yeah. So it was my first time being in high elevation and I didn't do well with it. I actually <laughs> had a really bad reaction and I was stuck in bed and because was my friend, like she was my roommate, you know, Aww. so we were living together. Um, and I was just like stuck there and literally like they had to put me on an oxygen tank at some point because it was like really bad. What? Yeah. Um, but there was like, and so I was stuck in my room. We were there for five days. I was stuck in my room for like three of them and there was very limited cell service. And so I was finally like left alone with myself for like the first time in a while. Oh, and no cell phone, Mm -hmm. nothing to distract you. Nothing to, what'd you say? And, um, self-medicate. Yeah. So it was honestly very... It was very tragic for me at the time. <laughs> um, Tragedy <laughs> strikes. I have nothing to do except lay here like people did for a thousand years. Literally, but it was horrible. And I just felt bad. But then, yeah, so Sarah's my roommate and she was like, 
Um, I have this book. If you want, you can read it. It's about Pope St. John Paul the Great. And I was like, Stop. yeah, that's what she gave. That's you? what she gave. That was the only book she had. And I was like, fine, like, I'll you're, read it. You're like, uh, have you ever, uh, the, uh, the writings of St. Ignatius of Loyola? Oh, he yeah, wants to yeah. hear all about battles and warfare. And the nuns are like, we have, uh, hey, Ignacio, <laughs> we have the life of Christ and the scriptures. Yeah. And he's like. After a while, he's like, okay, you've worn me out. I'll take it. Yeah. And then his eyes are open just a little. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. Kind, kind so you're laying there and you get handed what book? Um, Tell me it's the greatest story ever told. No. Second greatest story ever told. It's a pretty good story. It's Pope St. John Paul the Great, Jason Everett, His Five Loves. If you've read it, oh. 10 out of 10 would recommend. You're recommending it to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really like the book. I read it again post-conversion and I was like yeah this book is actually really good um but she gives me the book I open the book on the first page it says the first time I met Pope St. John Paul the Great was at Arizona State University at Sun Devil Stadium no yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you duped me lord and I let myself so you're laying on a bed Uh all by yourself yeah in a room at at 12,000 like, foot uh, elevation this in Chile. This Aymaran woman's like homestay where I'm just alone. <laughs> no el- electricity or no electricity? Electricity, but like the plumbing was not working. It was really minimal. Okay. And then they hand you this. She hit your friend Sarah Schmidt yeah. hands yeah, you this no. book and says, Here take a gander at this. And I'm like, sure. And so I read it. I see that. And it just like. It was like very subtle. But at the time I was like, this is like too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. If you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. like I couldn't like put it off as just like, oh, yeah, I just stumbled on this book because it was just like so random, but like so personal at the same time where I was like, God, like, I don't know if you're real. I think you might be. And if you are like, I guess I'll try to come to know you. So that was like the very like first like seed that was planted. And I told myself like at that point, OK, like I'll try to go to the Catholic Center when I get back to school because I want to just like at least try it, you know, and like see how it goes. OK. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tricky, tricky Yahweh. Yes. As Father Ralph Drendel used to say, he's so tricky. Yeah. He's very, very tricky. Literally so tricky. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I finished my study abroad. I'm still kind of grasping for, like, travel to fulfill me. And I just keep realizing as I after I went to Chile, I went to Argentina, I went to Uruguay, I went to Peru. I did all these things. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. But then I was just still having this crisis of, I'm like, why am I traveling? Everything's so temporary. I need something permanent. Like, I want something steady that I can, like, base my life on. Okay. You know? Something something ever ancient, ever new. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Because I'm like, because I feel like so many young people are just like, yeah, if you just travel, you'll find yourself. But it's like, tra- I don't know. That's a whole different thing. You know what? I, I, my, mine's a very similar experience. I, I mean, I, I thought adventure, adventure, adventure. If I do all these really cool adventures in the military, then I, I'm going to be like satisfied with the mm-hmm. adventure. And then it's like, yeah, I think you said it very well. I want something stable. Yeah. That is true and beautiful. That is also an adventure. Exactly. Like something that lasts because I feel like with travel, it's like you get the high and then you stay there for a while and you realize like you brought yourself with you. So everything you had back at home, like you're still dealing with, you know, so it's like you can move to a random place in the world and like after like three months, you're going to be like, wait, I'm still sad. I'm still not happy because I'm still missing what I was looking for because like a new place doesn't change that. Wow. Um, a new place doesn't change that. It just builds more like, oh, history or mm-hmm. like memories. But it doesn't 
launch you out in anything true. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So, so yeah. you get so you get back to uh, um, Northern Arizona. Just kidding. No. Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get back to ASU over the summer. I happen to stumble upon this other book at Goodwill called Finding God at Harvard. Um, I I bought <laughs> at it. Goodwill? At Goodwill. I was buying my friend a birthday present. I got her this cute cat pillow, and then I looked in the book section. I was like, hmm, God, Harvard. Sounds cool. I'll read it. Um, so I read the book, and it's kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul, like an anthology sort of thing where it tells you all about... Um, different people's testimonies read it I realized smart people could believe in God and I was like okay that's really helpful um, read that ended up smart people can <laughs> believe in God okay. I was a savage <laughs> I was really <laughs> critical um, ended up yeah I read the book it was great ended up stumbling into the Newman Center because like a random friend asked me to go with her I probably wouldn't have gone alone and we introduced ourselves to one girl she looked really cute we're like let's say hi to her um, which is also, this is just what I was thinking. I met her. Her name was Kelsey and she was the SPO missionary. Oh, St. Paul's outreach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love SPO. Yeah. So she invited my friend Jen and I to go get coffee. And then she asked us to join her Bible study and I joined it. <laughs> I joined it. Cause I was like, why not? Sure. Whatever. And I realized like in that Bible study that all these truths I was learning about like my identity and who God was were filling me in a way that like nothing else had. Wow. Yeah. And it was bringing me like this joy and this peace and just like showing me that like maybe my life could be different. Like maybe I didn't have to like do all the things I was doing. Maybe I could wake up at 8 a.m. and actually go to mass on Sunday instead of sleeping until 2, you know, (laughs) like all this stuff is like actually possible. Um, And then just from that, I guess it was like like my journey was still more slow. It was because like, like a lo- I had a lot of fear within me because I thought I had tried the faith thing before. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So you thought you had tried it before, mm-hmm. but what what did you think of it? Like as you look back, you're like, what was that faith? Was it was it phony? Was it just like mediocre? Was it just like you didn't put a lot of effort into it? I mean, like, how did you reconcile that? Yeah. So looking back on it now, I realized what was missing was like a deep interior life and like an actual me setting aside like 15, 30 minutes every day to try to talk to God where like I would go and do all the things. I would go to mass on Sunday. Um, I was in youth group, all these different things, but like no one ever talks about prayer and the importance of actually knowing God. And so I just didn't know him. And when I went to like a Steubenville conference in high school, I was like expecting, you know, cause some people like start weeping. There are people on the floor. <laughs> it's just like, I don't feel anything. Therefore God must not be real, you know? Okay. Um, and as I look back on it now, I just realized like no one ever told me like, like God isn't just feelings, you know, like he's more than that. Um, and he like wants more for you, but like we need to like put in the time to actually come to know him. Just like a friendship. Like yeah. you, have, you have to put in time. Like a real live person. You have to like actually a real, talk to. As, as if God is real. <laughs> as and if alive. God is real and living and wants to know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then, yeah, in college, I, my junior year, yeah, I started slowly getting more and more involved. I started giving more and more yeses to the Lord. And Kelsey told me something that stuck with me is like, just give the Lord like what you can give him, like give him like the little bit that you have and like, he'll take it. He's not going to ask you to give your whole life like today. Um, And so it was like, yeah, like the slow series of yeses, which eventually brought me my senior year to trying to figure out what to do after college. And I realized like, 
that nothing, as I was saying, nothing like filled me more than like my relationship with the Lord. And the fact I have like a major in two random minors is because I was also looking for that fulfillment <laughs> in my career and I didn't find it. And then after just trying to like find all these options to save the world, I feel like the Lord slowly revealed to me that like no one can actually heal others. No one can like rebuild society. No one can transform like the way that Jesus can. And so I realized that I wanted to be a part of like what he was doing and like his kingdom. And then I wow. liked focus. Okay, wow. Yeah, kick cool. Wow. Kick cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so then I applied to be a missionary. Uh, I took a year off because I decided this June after I graduated. And here I am. Oh, my. <laughs> here you are in Payne County, Red Dirt Riviera, America. Wow. That is. Wow, to be continued. I I want to I want to hear more. You're going to give your uh, every weekend students mm-hmm. give their testimony. Uh, so the focus missionaries give their little like a testimony, but you get two to three minutes. So this yeah. is the extended version of that two to three minutes plus me just blabbing and asking more more and more questions. But you're going to do this this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. And it's it's really cool when the focus missionaries give give their testimony and talk about how they come to meet the Lord in college or in high school or even like their last years and now they're they're a missionary it's really fantastic because other students are like i agree with whatever you said right there and we need to talk Mm -hmm. i mean annie just the other day was like people like i need to talk to you people were asking me for her number yeah so it's really beautiful okay wow so pray for the students at Oklahoma State University, pray for the students at St. John Catholic Student Center, especially those being baptized and being brought into the church this year, and other people who are just, who are seekers right now, who are looking to meet the Lord, to know the Lord, and maybe have given religion a shot one time and then wrote it off like Miss mm-hmm. Olivia over here. And now we're like, are back. So <laughs> pray for us, pray for all these college students. Uh, remember, uh, we're here in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma to build saints for the kingdom of God. Peace. Peace.